Hi, and welcome back to the ESG Mark podcast. Today, I'll be talking to Sam Haradeen and Toby Ricks, co-founders and directors of the company Hands On. Hands On is a company that provides people with wholesome, fun and shared experiences that supports communities and societies. They provide companies and organisations with the opportunity to get their people together and contribute to benefiting their own local community and people. They do this through hands-on builds in which they design and build a huge range of new facilities for schools, charities, young people or local authorities. Their builds have included outdoor classrooms, sensory spaces, community gardens, and even adventure playgrounds. Anything that will help the local community and people thrive. So welcome both to the podcast. How are you today? Good, thanks. How are you? Good. It would be great if you could tell our audience a little bit about your business. Hands On uh, is our company. We're based down in the southwest and we uh, really exist to uh, give corporates and big companies the opportunity to realise their CSR potential by coming and having a fun day out of the office with us, getting to see their mates that work from home and their colleagues that they perhaps don't always work with, doing something a bit different, learning how to use the tools, but um, building something on their day tangible for a real life client, a charity or a school or a community in their area. Brilliant. And what do you both do at the company? Uh, I'm Sam. I'm the managing director. Yeah, and I'm Toby. I'm a director as well. Uh, so we both co-founded um, Hands On in uh, 2021. And um, yeah, I've been going strength to strength since then. Um, and when did you decide to start your business? Um, and how did you get started in the first place? Uh, so yeah, 2021, we, we worked for a, in a similar industry and we've met, uh, we're really lucky to meet a uh, chap who became our investor who invested in us to create hands-on and uh, and his name's harry hill and uh and he helped us to set this up and he's still helping us as our non-executive director now to um get out into the corporate world and to to encourage these big companies to come in and spend their day with us and spend some of their csr budgets to uh, to have a fun day out of the office with their teams yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was, it's, it's always been a big passion of of us um both sam and i to kind of uh, build for the community and and kind of uh, build these kind of really important uh, facilities with with our corporate uh, clients um, and really give back to all the different communities over the UK um, and 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 build some really great uh, spaces uh, for schools and charities and and places all over the country. Using as much local sustainable products as we can. We're based in the Devon, so we well, we although we build all over the UK. Um, Try, we, we often try to use the Devon sort of uh, other companies in our area. So, yeah, which is good too. So you've mentioned there a little bit about sustainable materials. Was this something you always prioritised? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right from day one, it was something, it is something that's really important to us. And because of the nature of our business, um, sort of convincing corporates and companies to spend their profit uh, on, um, uh, you know, something for the community, uh, something doing a social good thing, you know, that's important to us too. So, um, and, and, you know, environment always obviously comes into that and yeah, using sustainable products as much as we can and, and they're better products using sustainably. In fact, after this meeting, Toby and I have another meeting in Exeter with a guy who owns a company called Devon Contract Waste and they were a, a waste company and he has now have a machine that he literally turns rubbish from dustbins, recycle, sorts it and makes uh, this fully 100% recycled product. 
at the moment he's making tables and benches and we're looking at making some glamping pods uh, and and uh, decking and all sorts out of his material so you know that's it is really important to mm. us and mm. we get really excited about those sort of products yeah yeah <laughs> and we try and be innovative which we're, we're, we're really trying to kind of uh, be at the forefront of all those kind of new products and we we use uh, obviously with with the uh, issues in in Ukraine and, and Russia, um, and and the kind of limitations in Siberian uh, timber, uh, we've had to kind of adjust with our suppliers on and where we uh, source our our timber and it still be kind of sustainable and 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 morally kind of aligned with what we do. Um, so we 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 are. Uh, looking at new products and stuff and we're, we're about to uh, build a project out of homegrown larch uh, that is grown in the uk and um so which is obviously a fantastic product for us as well to kind of um uh, uh, use and start to kind of uh, integrate into our designs and stuff as well brilliant thank you and just for our listeners sam i think something you said to me before we recorded um about the devonshire company you said something about them using quality street Tins yeah, or, so yeah, one of the things that, yeah, so actually we're gonna this is what we're gonna talk to Simon, the owner of this company about this afternoon. That one of the things he they've done, which is built a bench, we've seen it, they got they got loads of benches that has been made by this recycled product at Dartmoor Zoo, which is a, a place that uh, we, mm. we're working at a little bit at the moment. And he's got a bright purple bench there, bench and like sort of picnic bench like that you'd see in a pub. And it's um, made from 280, I think, 280 Quality Street boxes over, I believe, it was yeah. last Christmas, and yeah. they and they fully fully recycled some Quality Street boxes, and it and it comes out that colour, which yeah. is really great. Right. Perfect, um, So, what have been the biggest challenges and successes you found in your first year of business? Uh, well, big, the big, there's, I mean, there's so many challenges, and really, you just you don't know what you don't know. So, um, yeah, you know, we came into this thinking we were be just building stuff and enjoying the, the, the fun side of the job really but yeah so the biggest challenge is just starting from scratch and mm. learning as we go all the time every week something something new but we, as I said we've got um, some really great investors who have been helping us uh, throughout and our team's growing which is making our lives a bit easier but yeah that's the sort yeah. of constant challenges of yeah. just running a small, small company from yeah. scratch has been Definitely. brilliant yeah. but really hard to start with yeah and and, and us, us having our kind of um, uh, like personal values kind of tie in with the company of uh, being sustainable and and being a, a good company to work for and and, and uh, work with uh, that's been a, a big thing that we've kind of tried to hold on to and will continue to try and hold on to is is making sure that everyone that experiences hands-on and, and works with us uh, has a fantastic experience and um you know recommends us further <laughs> and, that, and that's probably the highlight for me yeah certainly and i'm sure for toby that the projects are the highlight when we actually come to a project and mm. we we talk about it and we sell it and we talk to the company and we get the money and, and all that's difficult and liaising with the, the uh, charity or the school and designing what they want and then we do a week or a few days preparation ourselves on site and then we get the t- corporate team come in of 30 people or 50 people whoever it is and those that's the highlights for me of, of running what we do is, is mm-hmm. those guys and seeing them fun and they have a, a brief in the morning and you can they're scratching their heads thinking what on earth am I doing I'm an accountant why have I got a, a drill in my hand and then an hour later they don't want to they don't want to know that they're a carpenter then and they're looking at resigning and they're not really yeah. but building stuff and, and that's really exciting to see for them and also the, the it's brilliant at the end of the day when you hand it to a charity or hand it to a school and kids come and play on it and, and they haven't paid a penny so in some cases and that's really nice yeah 
And it, I think that's really important as well, is is, uh, is seeing all the fantastic outcomes from all the, all the projects, um, you know, seeing uh, the buzz of, of all the participants that we have and, you know, their, their enjoyment in the day and their kind of buy into their company that they work for are, are willing to commit uh, to be one of our clients and fund a, a community project. Um, uh, so there's all of that, like on a personal individual levels of, of all the employees and participants, but also, the, you know, the great um, facilities that we build for all the charities and the communities um, and, and what they get out of it. And they get these, these uh, you know, corporate uh, teams come along and, and show that they're willing to put their kind of money where their mouth is and, and, and really uh, give back to the community and really help them um, in in certain areas that they obviously have limitations in in funding and everything as well. So, yeah, yeah there's a lot of uh, great buzz. I guess with that, then, are, are there any particular projects that you found have really stood out to you individually? Yes, I think it's really hard to say which is our kind of standout project or favourite. Every time we do one, everyone says, oh, that was the best build we've done or that, that part of it was really great. And, you know, they just get better and better, I think. But for me, the one that really, having said that, the one that really stands out is the first one we did, which was in um, uh, Leeds Children's Charity, which is in a forest on the outskirts of Leeds. Uh, and the place has been there for a long time and they do a great job looking after, a pro I think it's about 2,000 children for free a year in residentials. And sometimes it's not actually residential. They bring them in and they take them home because these kids are carers and whatnot too. But they do a great job. They're an awesome charity. And we, um, with Green Flag um, from Direct Line, we did a project there last winter and built a, a small like uh, outdoor sort of lunch space and then and, a, and an obstacle course. And that, just because it was the first, we'd set the company up, we'd done all the the health and safety and the putting stuff together and the learning on the job, all the setting up of a business. And then when we actually got out there, that, that feeling will always stick with me really. Yeah. The first time we were camping in the forest in Leeds with um, a load of people from Green Flag and it was, it was awesome. Yeah. And is that the same for you, Toby, or is there a different project that sticks out yeah. to you? Yeah. As Sam says, you know, we're, we're always trying to kind of um, uh, build on what we did last time. So there's, uh, with every project, there's, there's, uh, you know, there's some great outcomes and, and there's, loads of clients that we we love working with um but yeah that was that was a special special project that that first one um is is kind of seeing everything that we'd set set up come to fruition finally yeah um and kind of see the the buzz from the green flag team and um you know the the great uh, feedback that we had from that first one um it's just it was something that was like we're, we're going, going in the right direction here um and we're we're working towards something really really amazing and in terms of you both talk about you learn as you go, you're working out things as they come up. Um, if someone came to you and they were a new business um, and they have no idea what they're doing, what do you think is the biggest learning curve or the best piece of advice you'd give them? Uh, to ask for help as much as you can. And uh, people have been through this and it, yeah, just to ask for help for whoever it is. And, and yeah. you, know, you, you don't know what you don't know and you, you come, come across... A stumbling block every day it feels like and yeah. uh, sometimes you have a week without coming across one actually and then, then you come across <laughs> 10 but yeah ask for help and, yeah. and we, we're lucky that we've got each other and we're bouncing mm -hmm. ideas off and making it up as we're going along but yeah yeah, yeah. and the, the quicker you realize that everyone is just making it up and that <laughs> makes things a bit easier that's it <laughs> it's having those those values isn't it those those um the goals that you hold hold true and having that as your true line and just yeah always having that and aiming for for that as you as you're kind of making your way through <laughs> yeah and, and our values are really important to us about yeah. 
uh, using sustainable materials, working with uh, beneficiaries that you know that are deserved, charities and schools and whatnot, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, just the way in which we approach it. Like we, we try to have hands on, like a little family. And the guys that work with us, that everyone's got a feel good factor in. Because we go away from home and whatnot, it's really important to us that those values are mm. are respected. And, we, and it, obviously, it turns out that most of the businesses that we end up working with, be it massive businesses or smaller businesses or schools, they've got their values kind of align with ours because that's why they're engaged with us yeah i guess it's finding that community who has the same values as you and is like willing to put in as much effort to get the job done as you absolutely yeah, absolutely yeah yeah definitely and that and that's a big sure. thing for our clients as well is um it you know for hands-on we're, we're quite a uh, tangible um uh we were quite a tangible uh, a way of be- them being able to get involved with their community. Yeah. Um, they, mm-hmm. they, a lot of companies have um, some sort of social or sustainable uh, value that they have, but um, can struggle in, in trying to achieve that and making that a, a realistic goal for the company to aim towards. But uh, I think for, for us, what, what kind of stands us in, in a unique position is being able to actually provide uh, uh, an experience and a, and a way for these uh, clients and these corporate companies to actually get involved with their yeah. um, so, uh, community and their kind of uh, local people uh, and really helping them. And doing something that's valuable, that they feel like there's been valuable and, and, and not yeah. just litter picking or um, painting the fence or whatnot. And, and lots of companies that we work with have been given their staff two days a year or whatnot for doing a voluntary day um, and loads companies that we work with say do you know what what's better is if we put all that together and that one day comes to you and, and then we give somebody a real job not just mm. not just litter picking in the morning and playing golf in the afternoon and i guess what lasts a long time in that environment so yeah. people can enjoy it for a long time yeah with a real um, life client doing something that they potentially haven't done before and some some have you know mm. some some people are wizards on the tools which is ace too but you know, lots of people come and they've never done it before and then they leave saying oh, I'm, I'm going to be building a deck in my garden myself my husband's going to be really yeah. pleased so you've kind of touched on this a little bit but when you receive a new project um how would you go forward in terms of sustainability um what's your thought process and things you need to consider initially the first thing is our design and that and that the sustainability comes is right at the forefront of all of our conversations as in what we're going to build this out of where, where is it going to be because part of sustainability is not just that our oh, wood is a bit more sustainable than metal or whatever, but it, it won't be sustainable if it sits in the ground and rots and in three years time we're building a new one. So it's designing it, the, the designers are designing it to, to last, so it's sustainable yeah. to be made out of the, the best products we can, the best quality products. And we're really great, really lucky that we get to work with some really good uh, people locally. We've got some really good relationships with a timber merchant at, um, called Blampane Sawmill and with um, Hughes Gray, the, which is a national firm but the local guys here are very uh they're awesome we work really closely with them so they help us with what products are available at the time and what what's good what's sustainable new products coming in so we're doing our own little bit of sort of r&d i suppose but yeah using what's sustainable what's good at the moment and what's you know what what it looks good and fits with the product yeah and i guess what lasts a long time in that environment so yeah. people can enjoy it for a long time as yeah well. exactly yeah. And, 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 as sam said that comes right from the beginning is is we're ensuring that we're asking the right questions for our uh the community and the schools that we're designing for and, and making sure that 
we are building something that they will actually use and they're not just putting it in to put it in they're yeah. actually um it, 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 seeing the gap in their curriculum or their kind of school experiences and, and making sure that we're designing something that actually is uh, something that they'll use and a lot of people will use for, for years to come so yeah Okay, so if someone is listening, whether that be um, someone working for a corporation or a charity, um, how would they move forward in working with you on one of these projects? Just we just get in touch, send us an email or give us a ring, and um, I assume our contact details will be part of the podcast. <laughs> for sure, they will be in the show notes. <laughs> uh, yes. and, and we can, and we can talk if we can talk you through it. We can help you through it. So you say I'm based in an office in Leeds or whatever it is, and I want to work with. 30 of my staff or 30 of the, of the office and we want to do a project in Leeds. We'll find you a school or a charity or something that ties to your company, whatever it is, we'll find it, we'll help you find it or you might have it already. You might know of somebody's child is at ex school that you want to, you know, whatever it is, we'll, we'll work with the charity. We'll do all the liaison work and do the design and then we'll provide you with um, all the media stuff to push out to your team and then loads of social media when we're doing it, we'll film it, make a video and, uh, and you know, loads of social media because obviously you do that good, your company spends some money and spends some hours. Mm. So we want you to be able to publicize that afterwards. Mm. And, that, and that's great for everybody. Yeah. And how does it work if a charity wanted to get in touch? Obviously, I'm sure there's sort of a waiting period. Yeah, well, um, loads, so someone's got an urgent project. Of, yeah. Get in touch with us, they need this. And schools especially, we, like with, uh, for instance, I was in Liverpool this week, visiting three more schools. We did a job in Liverpool with a client in September, which went really well. And it seems that every other school in Liverpool has now gone to it and said, wow, we want that too. <laughs> so I went and, and, and saw these head teachers and helped them. So another way of uh, them getting their product before waiting for a, a client to, sit, to, to come to us and say they want to do a project in Liverpool. Um, but if you are a client listening and you do want to do a project in Liverpool, give me a ring. <laughs> but, uh, but these guys are now applying for grants, uh, government grants, and, we, and we're helping them do that too. So we're building a, a bit of a grant list here that we can send to these head teachers and lottery grants and government grants and outdoor education grants, whatever it be, they can raise the money through the grants process and then we, and, and we can work like that with just directly with the school, which we've done a few times now. Brilliant. Um, so each podcast, um, we get a question from the previous guest, uh, which we ask the next guest. So our previous guest has asked, uh, do you think profitability and sustainability are compatible? Definitely, we think they are in our business, for sure. Um, and I think it's easy to say this more sustainable product or the the better for the environment product is more expensive, but I, I, we have not found that to be the case. Mm -hmm. If you shop around and um, do a bit of your own research and development and work with great um, relationships with other build, uh, other businesses like we have with Bland Paint, it, it definitely is compatible. So mm -hmm. this homegrown larch that Toby mentioned earlier on, mm -hmm. uh, that's quite a new product at the moment. They're trying to push it right out there, and and we've we've you know it's a good price. It's a really great product, mm -hmm. all sustainable, grown in the UK. Fabulous. We're looking forward to using it and, and it isn't expensive. We managed to get it yeah, for a good price. Definitely. And, and I think companies are, are starting to realise that actually a lot of their, their clientele um, want to engage with suppliers and, and uh, companies that have a, a sustainable kind of true line uh, and a sustainable kind of um, arm of the business that, that they want to engage with companies like that other than companies yeah. that don't, don't have that. So. Uh, and I just think because of the nature of our business and the nature of what we do, everyone, every client that we work with cares about that sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so definitely they're related. They're linked completely with us. So we, we yeah. wouldn't be able to run hands on in a non-sustainable way. It just wouldn't, no. it wouldn't make sense. So.
So it has to be working with the profitability, otherwise we won't survive. <laughs> yeah, um, and I guess even within construction, there is kind of a stigma that, you know, it can't be done sustainably and it can't, you know, it's quick and fast. There's this kind of stigma around that. Mm. So it's great that you're breaking that. And like you said, your clients can kind of brag about their own sustainability yeah. by working with you. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I, I think that's an easy, that's an easy uh, an easy cop out for builders all around them. That's mm. probably what, what you know how <laughs> yeah. it is, but yeah, yeah. For us it works. Yeah. Um and yeah, so do you have a question for next um the next podcast's guest? Um yeah, I think uh, that that's the biggest thing is is as um as uh, companies grow and um you know their employee base gets bigger is uh, the biggest question for kind of your next guest is um how do they plan or how have they planned in in keeping their kind of uh, values aligned uh, and and within the company and making sure you know the team that that they grow with them uh, all aims towards that value it's yeah how, how what does that look like um, for a, for a, a bigger company or a company that gets bigger um, how that how they plan around that and how they they work towards that brilliant thank you so much and thank you for coming on to the podcast today that's okay no worries thanks no worries. very much thank you Chloe. Thank you for listening to the ESG Mark podcast. If you would like more information about hands-on or ESG Mark, please see the show notes for more details. We look forward to bringing you a new, sustainable and inspiring company in next month's episode. And we'll see you next time.